Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Aviation Renaissance with Spencer and Spencer. Spencer is not here, but the other Spencer is here. I am Spencer Wright. I don't have a co-host today, but I am here with Adam Slepian, Global Head of Partnership and Business Development from Supernal. Adam, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Spencer. I actually didn't, I, when I heard Spencer and Spencer, I didn't know there was another Spencer, to be oh, honest. Well, well I, I don't have dual personalities. Well, I, well, I kind of do. so big that it was... You were both Spencers. Like big, like uh, a big deal. Like, like a big presence, like a big deal, a big, presence, deal yeah, exactly. big physically, because I'm not big physically. No, no, totally. Well, I mean, tall, presence. but yeah. not big. No. Spencer Parkinson is my co host, but he is not here for this. So, yeah, we're going to continue on without him. Again, this is Adam Slepian from Supernal. Adam, welcome. Yeah. Tell us about yourself. Yes, and thank you. Thanks so much for... Oh, wait, for, hold on. I oh. got to put my timer on so I, we don't go too short or too long. Okay. Keep talking. I, I can dual um, task. Well, first, thanks Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Um, long-time listener, first-time caller. Right? So, <laughs> thanks for... It's, 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 it's taking a while to get here, yeah. but, uh, but, but we're here. Um, yeah, so uh, I really appreciate you ha- having me on and all the folks at, at, at EP Systems who we, we're really excited to be working with. Uh, from Supernal. So we are the um, uh, a part of Hyundai Motor Group that, that I work for, Supernal, uh, and we are currently working to develop a fully electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. EVTOL. EVTOL, yes. Uh, and what's really, really cool about it is we're not just working on the aircraft, we're working on everything around it, right? The entire ecosystem, the physical, the digital, digital Vertiports, infrastructure. everything, yep, all that, that kind of stuff. That it will take for safe, affordable, sustained flight in the future. Uh, which is really, really exciting. And um, happy to talk about kind of how, what I do here and, and, and how I got here. Uh, well, let's start with that, how you got here. Yeah. So, yeah. little tiny Adam from New Jersey. Little tiny Adam from New Jersey. Yeah. 9, 10, 11, 12 years old. You pick an age under 18. All right, I'll go with eight. Eight. I'm going to go with eight. What was eight-year-old Adam's aspirations? Eight-year-old's Eight-year-old Adam's aspiration was to be you, Spencer. It was to be in our. You Ranger. still have a long know, way to go. I know. I know. I feel in certain <laughs> ways I'll never get there. Um, I but, don't know uh, that you want to be me. But so I have really a lifelong career in aerospace and defense. But it started out as an eight-year-old kid. Yeah. Um, and I and I mean, the serious. I did want to be you. Um, uh, I wanted to be a ranger. I wanted to be an army ranger. I remember being up in um, Williamsville, New York. It's a suburb of Buffalo. I was visiting my grandparents. Uh, and my grandfather, who passed away several years ago, he was 97, at the, uh, but this was years before that. Uh, he had actually volunteered in a war effort job during World War II. He was a chemical engineer. He put himself through Rensselaer. Wow. And, and, and was a, he was an immigrant from Russia. Um, put himself through Rensselaer. Had a war effort job in a munitions factory plant, whatever you call it, in Elmira, New York. And the war started and said, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I'm gonna go sign up. So uh, he was a 90-day wonder and then became a uh, lieutenant that uh, fixed... Um, aircraft, his unit fixed aircraft, and for some reason he was able to actually witness off the ship um, what the Rangers did at Cliffs of Point to Hawk. Oh, sure. And yeah. told me about the story, and I was like, that's incredible. Like, I want to do that someday. Uh, so thus began the path that I wanted to join the military. So the, the launch of aerospace and defense. Fast forward a few years later, um, and then, so he had been in World War II. My grandfather on my, my mother's side was in the Navy uh, in the Pacific during World War II, my dad was in during Vietnam, wasn't actually in Vietnam, was in during, he was a medic uh, in the Army. And then fast forward a couple years later, um, in I guess it was October of 93, uh, I remember very vividly being in my parents' house in our kitchen, and they were making dinner or something, 
And it was, I guess it was October 93, and little 13-inch black and white TV seeing uh, <laughs> Hart and Gordon's dragged through the streets of Somalia. Oh, yeah. Blackhawk down, baby. That's not going to happen on my watch, right? I wanted to go, I wanted to go work with those guys. Right. Um, and uh, that's what I aspired to do. And I've now met a lot of people involved in that over the years, which is really, really crazy. Worked for some, met some in very random places. And, yeah. Um, but uh, kind of came full circle. But, uh, yeah, so that set me on the path to go. Towards the military, I was in uh, the army for active duty for about nine and a half years. No, wait, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta digress. Go we gotta go back. Digress a little digress, bit. Yeah. You just weren't in the army. You went to West Point. I did, as, and, as, as and you explained to me immediately before this podcast yeah. started. That I was uh, like, yeah, "Oh, you're a ring knocker. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I can stomach this. I'll try to get through it." But no. So to get into West Point, mm-hmm. it's not an easy process. You have to have letters of recommendation. You have to go through a process. To yeah. get into West Point is not easy. Yeah. So tell us about that application process. Cause yeah, sure. Well, thankfully, I did it back then. And I didn't do it now because now I work with uh, high school students applying, and I also do uh, on the nomination panel for the senators from New Jersey where I live. Oh, that's and, great. Like, there's no way I would get in today. There's <laughs> like no <laughs> chance, right? Like let's not even – like I did good in high school. I did well and like, you know, all that, but like my God. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, so it's a, it's a process, a lengthy process. I remember I applied early admission, uh, another vivid memory. I've been hitting the head a lot. So there's random memories. Like, it I don't happens. Remember people's faces it happens. And names, but I remember things like this. Right. Um, and, um, so yeah, if I mess up, it's, I chalk it up to the head injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, TBI yeah, so is I, real. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It's, and that, you know, joking aside, that's, that is real. It um, is a real thing. But, uh, I applied early admission to my junior year of high school and I, I did well in high school. And I had good grades and played sports and all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, SATs were good, right? Um, and uh, I just remember I applied early admission. So I got in the first week of school, September of my senior year of high school. I got the letter from them that said, hey, you're in. I remember super excited. And then I do very vividly remember because I had DODMER, Depart- Department of Defense Medical Examination Review Board, I think it is. You have to send in like all of your, your packet from when you're like born to right. now, uh, right. your healthcare, right? So I, nothing wrong with me, so I did. I handed it in and they're like, oh, you have asthma. Oh, and no. I was like, well, I don't. And they're like, well, here, when you were eight years old, you had, like, bronchitis or something. I was like, oh, well, you know, I, it doesn't. Bronchitis is not asthma. Right. So they, or I don't even know what it was called. Bronchi- it was, like, bronchial spasms or something. Hold that so, mic closer to your face, man. Oh, a little face? That's little better. Face. There you go. Yeah, um, that's so, better. so I had to go through a whole bunch. So I got disqualified medically. So I went through the nomination process. So you apply to your, your congressperson and the senators from your state. And, and that's the general of the path. There's some other ones, but there's a more obscure for very select types of folks, like, Sutter Daughter of Medal of Honor winner or something, which obviously wasn't me. Um, and uh, so I got the nomination, had gotten in, but had to go through months and months and months of kind of fighting with Dodmerb. And eventually the, the surgeon um, at the academy, uh, at the hospital there, I guess it is, was, I, I got cleared and then I, I went in. But in the meantime, ROTC had waived it. The Army, the Navy, or the Army had waived it because if I hadn't, I was going to go 11X. Right, um, right. And, uh, and then try and like reapply later on down the road. The Naval Academy... Uh, well, the Navy had waived it, and but like, who wants to do that? Like, who wants to go to the Naval Academy or go to nobody? The Navy, right? That's clearly right? nobody so, yeah, with clear. w- with any kind of common sense, right? Or, or you know, we had to get there. At some yeah, point, of course right? we did. But you say 11x. I know what you're talking about yes, when you say sorry. an 11x, right? So if you join the military and as 11x, you have the opportunity to go straight into special forces. Uh, no, ra- uh, Ranger, Ranger, 18x special. Forces. Oh, you're right. Ranger contract, right? To go Ranger to, contract to go to RIP. Yeah. Yep. Uh, eventually, they, so at the time, the 18X didn't exist. Right. Uh, yeah, that did, 
because uh, we, we got into a couple of wars and we needed more people. Right. right. So, right. Um, but yeah, it was a ranger contract. Uh, but then it all kind of worked itself out. Right. So I ended up getting the waiver um, a couple of weeks before I graduated high school, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then started, had about five days of summer vacation, and then was up at uh, cadet basic training. Um, and then, yeah, launched into the, to the, uh, the military side. You do, you do, uh, like our listeners can't see us right now because we're not fancy enough to have video stuff mm-hmm. yet. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. But you do air quotes cadet basic training. Yeah. Well, well the, elaborate the, so, on so, that. So like, at oh, the time, oh, when back. you're 17 years old and you had no military <laughs> experience and, right. and you're like, wow, this is like, this is hard. Like, oh, this is crazy. It's so tough. And it's like, you know, you, years later, you look back, you're like, well, that was kind of a, kind of a, kind of a joke. But, but it, the, the, the point being is that they do a very good job. The Academy does a very good job of that. Uh, right. Joking aside of, of, you know, bringing you in and, and kind of tearing you down and building you up and, and within, within a reasonable way. Right. Um, and at the time, you know, I thought it was like, you know, oh, this is kind of super hard, especially I hated ruck, ruck march. I still hate ruck marching because again, what people can't see is like, you know, I'm, I'm twice the man I used to be. And that's because I'm just like too chubby now, but, um, but uh, and, I'm not a big guy. <laughs> this, this is not a, a, a shot at you at all. Mm-hmm. Right. When it comes to ruck marching, but you're kind of short. I am. Yeah. I'm and like five, three on a good day. Right. So. And, and to be able to keep up. Yeah. On a ruck march. So here's the problem with it is, is, is in things like in that type of environment, they like, they're just stride it out. Like nobody lets you run. I would, I would jog it all day, all day. You had to. All day. Yeah. Because your calves just like start exploding if you're trying to walk that fast. Right. I'm following guys that are like giraffes basically. And I'm like, come on. Like me. Yeah. Yeah. Way taller than you. Right. Um, And uh, so the difference was then when you go to like ranger school or something like that and you're out walking out to Darby. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, clearly I got pretty good at it. Like I could do, I, I hated doing it. Like I really do hate rucking because it right. sucks. Um, <laughs> but I, I got good at it. I could do it. Um, but I would just jog. I would do, I would do like an airborne shuffle, which for again, listeners, is it's like, terrible. It's just like a little kind of shimmy. I don't, I don't know how to like describe it, but you're like kind of running, kind of walking. It's like a half jog, half <laughs> right, run yeah. kind but of walk. But I would walk. do that for, I would, I could do that for hours. Right. Like I would train, because I, I did on, on my own and, and train. And then we go to like the Q course and stuff like that or selection and, and uh, I could just do it for like, 20 miles, right? And I could do right. it. Um, but yeah, I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to West Point. Yes. How was that? I loved it. I mean, I, I actually, it was just like perfect for me. It's what I'd wanted to do. So, and the reason why is because I remember my, my grand, the other part of the story of my grandfather is he said the best officers that he met were the ones that went to the academy. So I was like, well, my grandfather's never been wrong. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go shoot for that, right? Uh, and I knew I had a clear path that I wanted to go into the Army, so I figured, well, why not go for that, right? And also just, I mean, it, it truly is an incredible, it's a world-class academic education, um, which was also extremely important. So me. that's kind of a thing that a lot of people don't know, right? Yeah. So you're going to West Point, and they think that, that you're just going there to learn military stuff and, and military history and, and tactics and how you have to operate in the military is a big thing of that, but you are yeah. also getting an education while you're there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And did you have the option of choosing what kind of degree you wanted oh, yeah, to absolutely, pursue? Absolutely, absolutely. So okay. you, 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 they have multiple majors. Now they even have more. So I ended up being a law major because I thought at some point, like, well, it should be good to, like, know law of land warfare. Maybe I'll go to law school someday. I mean, you kind of look like a lawyer. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, that's, like, the worst most insulting thing I've ever heard. No, I'm kidding. I like lawyers, especially our, our, our lawyers. They um, are very good. That's no, a joke. Uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, so, but then if you don't major in a hard 
like engineering because mm-hmm. at its core, you know, it started as an engineering school right. you know, in 1802 um, when I had two graduates. Um, uh, you have to you have to uh, minor in an engineering. So I did systems engineering. I always look back and regret it though. It's like I, I wish I'd been like civil or mechanical or you know something else. But you know what though, like at EP Systems. Right, we have systems engineering, mechanical engineering, all those kind of things, and systems engineering is a very, very important function. Well, it, it, so, <coughs> excuse me. In in my military career, it helped out, and then I've I've always I've always found a way, you know, post military in the military, post military, et cetera, of being at the the kind of the, the joining factor of strategy and operations. I like to be able to right. develop the strategy and be, or be part of that, and then go execute right. on that strategy, right? I'm also a firm believer if you, if you kind of don't do it that way, oftentimes, like, you know, the strategy just becomes something that you can't be executed, right? right. Um, and from a systems perspective, it's like, well, how do, you, how do we do things? How do we make things right. happen? How do we execute? How do we implement? How do we make it efficient? How do we make it work, right? How do we make it work better? This is what I think of system engineers, right? So systems engineers are a jack-of-all-trades, right? And we hear commonly now, like, jack-of-all-trades, like, ooh, it's, it's not a, a good phrase but if you actually complete that fate yeah. that that quote it's a jack of all trades is a master of none but a master of one but often better than a master of one yeah yeah is, well, I is think how it goes it's, it's it's that and it's the uh, i've also been very fortunate in my career whether in the military or not is right. a surround yourself with the best people right for sure um and then be able to bring them together right, right. i think that's where that so by definition of it a system is multiple things that come together Right. So if you mm-hmm. can't put those pieces together as an individual, right, the, the what is it? Uh, I'm forgetting the term, um, but it's, uh, uh, you know, when, when the, the sum of the parts is, is, is better than one of the parts, right? right. Something like that. But uh, I'm, I'm screwing that up. But mm-hmm. th- you, you get it. It's if, if you can bring if you have an incredible piece of something, but it doesn't come together with the rest, it could be potentially useless. Right. OK, so you graduate West Point. Yes. In what year? 2004. 2004. Now you are. I am a butter bar. I am a butter bar cherry cherry infantry lieutenant. Infantry lieutenant butter bar. You graduate. You get to your unit with some stops on, along the way. So you go okay. To, uh, back then it was infantry officer basic course. Now right. there's another term for it, I think. And then uh, mechanized course because I was at a I went to a Bradley unit uh, okay. mechanized unit, and then Ranger School, and then off to Fort Hood, Texas, for my first duty station. Okay. Yep. So what made you, like, our listeners don't know this, but you and I have met before and we've had conversations mm-hmm. before, and I knew that you went into the Green Berets and you know. decided to go to the 18 series mm-hmm. and whatnot. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that was, it was always the ultimate goal for me, even coming into uh, the academy, kind of look back to that experience with my grandfather, right? When he told right. me about the Ranger Regiment, I was like, well, I'm going to do that, right? Unfortunately, I never did go to Ranger Regiment. I kind of missed the window and the opportunity. I'm assuming they would have selected me anyway, right? But um, did go to Ranger School. I was Ranger qualified, but to be clear, I was not in Ranger Regiment. Cause sure. when some people say that, you know. Yeah, you can have a, yeah. <laughs> we know all that. We can just go ahead and move on. But, um, uh, but then also wanted to go ultimately become uh, a Green Beret. Sure. Especially, again, look back to, to, to Mogadishu and the folks over there. It was a combination of Rangers, SF, CAG, you know, all those guys, uh, or Delta. Um, and, um, but also, at, at its core, what Special Forces does, and I, 
think you've probably heard me say this before, like someday on my headstone will be day oppressively bare. Yeah. The motto of the Green Berets is free the oppressed, right? Fight for those who can't fight for themselves. Right. And that's what my grandfather did, and that's what I wanted, to, and, and other members of my family did, and and, uh, and I think there's nothing more kind of honorable than doing that. Right. So that's the ultimate goal, and it can be a lot of fun too. So, <laughs> so you do that, and and this is not about your. Well, it is kind of about your military service and all that kind of stuff. But um, this is the aviation renaissance, not the you know military service of. Adam <laughs> podcast, although we could do a podcast like that. Yeah, it's not that interesting. Okay. So you go, you go through the difficult Q course, mm-hmm. you get selected, you do your time in the military. Yep. And then you decide, I need to spend more time with my family. I'm tired sir. of being away. Yes, sir. Yeah. And you get out. Yes. Yeah. So. And what do you do when you get out? Yeah. So decided, uh, as you said, Spencer, is to, you know, as much as I loved it and still miss aspects of it every You'll day. You'll always right, miss it. Um, is, uh, you know, the first two years of my older daughter's life, I, I saw for maybe like five months or so. Um, and thanks to, if anybody ever hears this, that was a SWIC instructor during the time that I was in the, in the Q course, and those guys know who they are, the NCOs that ran it were just the most incredible, some of the most incredible human beings alive. And even the fact that they let me go see the birth of my first child when they didn't have to. That's pretty SUT, incredible. And they let me stay the whole night, which they didn't have to do. Because right. I could have actually gotten in trouble for that, potentially. Or I, sh- I could get recycled or something. And they didn't have to do and they did. Right. And those right. are the types of people that I wanted to be around. Right. Right. Um, people that are always better than me. Um, but, yeah, so it was just, you know, for my wife's career. And so it's the same story. you probably heard a million times for folks in the military. It's All just, the time. It's tough. And the people that, that did stay, you know, I did about nine and a half years. The people that stay for... For twenty or more, or, or any moment, I mean, it's it's incredible, and the credit to them, right? And um, but for me, it was it was just it was time to go. I'd done a lot of things I wanted to do. Um, some of the other, you know, also you kind of if you don't get a, some special mission units beyond that, you're you're kind of on staff for the rest right. of your life, right? So you're up in S three yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so there's 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 that, right? Um, but uh, yeah, at the time, I just had a really good opportunity to get out, and uh, you know, with especially the benefits that the the VA and everything uh, applies to grad school and take the opportunity to go to, to go to grad school, get an advanced degree. And then kind of, so did that. So uh, the, the natural progression for somebody like that, you go get an MBA because you don't know what you want to do when you grow up. Right. right. Uh, so it gives you, it, it gives you more options, kind of the jack of all trades, master none. Right. So uh, with that, I furthered that by going into a consulting company, um, which then allows you to kind of hone your skills in a practical matter on certain business-related things. So I had always looked at... So I'll caveat this with, if anybody ever tells you that they don't need to develop themselves as a leader, they're either... They uh, shouldn't be a leader. Or they shouldn't be somebody that's in that leadership. Absolutely, absolutely. But I had had a lot of, you know, leadership experiences and operational experiences and strategic experiences that the military offered to me, which is amazing. So I had a a great background in that, but what I didn't really have was this strong, like, business background. Sure. Um, Like, when I started studying for the test to get in a... uh, uh, what's it called, the GMAT for uh, business school. Like, I hadn't done math in, like, years, right? Where, like, where did you get your MBA from? Uh, from the University of Pennsylvania. Okay. In Philly. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, uh, applied, got in. Uh, that was, uh, fortunately, that was my first choice because I'm from you know, New Jersey, a suburb of Philadelphia, and my wife was as well. Um, and so it was just kind of a nice place to go back and, and, and go home. Uh, she ended up, actually, ironically, this is the, you know, an aviation-themed, podcast so when i got out i got in uh, we had our second kid uh it's a funny story about how I, I told her that i got in um and um it was like two days after kenley was born she's now nine our oldest is 12 sienna so hello if they ever hear this they 
they'll probably think it's embarrassing. Hi, kids. Um, <laughs> but so Lauren actually got a job with what was then Augusta Westland, which is now Leonardo, which is a massive. Oh. So where we're filming this. At well, is she show, here? She is not. She doesn't work there anymore. Oh, sad. Um, but uh, she is at, at home at a field hockey camp with Santa. Um, field but, hockey's uh, big yeah, in the Northeast. Yeah, it's big. It's big. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they're getting pretty good. It's for um, hockey that people, it's, it's hockey for people that can't skate. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I have no idea how the game is played. This is a lot of whistles, but they, it's like so fun to watch them play, especially it indoor. Is. It's really fast-paced. Um, but uh, yeah, she got a job at, a, at Agusa Westland. She was doing PR and communications kind of for the Americas, which, you know, for those listening, if you're an aviation geek like us, like, you know that that's a, uh, it was a helicopter side of it in Northeast Philly. Leonardo does a lot of stuff, but helicopters very well. Um, and then I went to grad school, went to a consulting firm, uh, focused a lot on aerospace and defense, major capital projects, things like that. Um, industrials um, and just got a really good experience to see a lot of things and how things are done strategically and implemented into operations. A lot of longer projects and consulting that I would, you know, work towards implementation of that as well. So, uh, and training of people too. So it was, it was a uh, good, good experience. But again, I left the military to be home more and then I was on the road, you know, four days of pretty much every week. I was also that idiot, right? That right. Like, you don't have to do it. Where I'd be like, well, I thought, you know, if you're doing something, you go hard, right? Right. Uh, you know, I finished a project on Friday, start on Monday, finished Friday, start on Monday. And, like, people are like, Dude, wait, you don't have to, like, looking back, you didn't have to do it. But, um, but yeah, loved it. It was a great experience. But, um, you know, did it for about three and a half years and then decided to, uh, to move on. Well, that's kind of the thing that, uh, that uh, you and I know very, very well, right? So people that are in the military, and it doesn't matter what your MOS is, Right. If you spend any significant amount of time in the military and you are a good soldier, sailor, airman, marine, coastie, doesn't matter what it is, you learn and develop some really good transferable skills, leadership, you know, how to bring people together, how to how to solve a problem in very, very unique ways that nobody would ever think. Right. So. I know for me, it was a very difficult transition coming out of the military and finding where I fit, right? So if there's any veterans out there, just because you may have been a dumb grunt in the army doesn't mean the only job you can have outside of it is working at Walmart. You need to utilize those skills, the soft skills, if you want to call them that. You utilize those because those are very, very valuable in a corporate environment. It takes a minute to adjust. Yeah to the corporate environment. But once you do, and you can have that opportunity to shine those skills that you developed in the military, yeah. you will be a very, very successful individual. Totally, totally. I mean, the way I look at it to be successful in any venture, whether it's the military, whether it's consulting, whether it's supernal, whether it's EP system, it doesn't matter, right? Right. Is three fundamental things. And if you think about it in like a Venn diagram, mm-hmm. right? it's leadership, it's management and it's problem solving. Right. Right. You have to, you don't have to be the best at every single one of those. And leading and managing is different. Leading it, oh, is inspiring totally. and getting yeah. people to follow or getting people to do things they didn't even think was possible to go do. Right. Managing is kind of like that day to day. How do you operationalize things? Right. And then problem right. solving. How do you solve a problem that could be quite difficult? But if you can combine those three things and overlap them to a good extent, you're, you're on your way. Right. You always sharpen those. And you always get better. You never stop learning. You never stop growing on it. But if you can do those things, you'll, you'll be okay. Right. And I think the military, especially these days, especially post nine 11 military, uh, yeah. the amount of responsibility is put on you know, 18 year old 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, grunts, right? Right. Um, except for the Marines, right? That's yeah. Clear, yeah. Right? Yeah. We won't you go do, there. In that Venn diagram, you do have to be able to read or write. So, right. um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only say there's no Marine in the room, so I don't want to get punched. Um, but uh, I'm kidding. Just throw carry-ons on them. They'll be I'm fine. Kidding. But yeah. you get to, like, you know, guys like us, you, you got to make fun of the Marines at some point, right? Well, um, but, uh, but yeah, if you, if you can take those skills and leadership is a leadership it doesn't matter where you are. it's how you deal with human beings right right and human beings are human beings you got to feel you got to understand how to deal with people and different people and then sometimes it means people like to be treated in a little bit of different ways but as, as, as long as you find that out but you don't violate how your morals your values as a leader and how you operate you can deal with people in a little bit of a different way but you, you apply those leadership parameters to really anything you do right uh, sure and well i, I mean that's, that's kind of the 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 main function of green berets right is you go out and you help train indigenous personnel so they can defend their country right so you go to a different country where you have no idea what it is how it is and you have to figure out a way to be bring people together that have a completely different background from you and what you know and you have to figure out a way to bring them all together. Yeah. No, you go out and oftentimes when we'd be on the commando mission with the Afghan commandos, it would be maybe eight of us and, and 80 of them. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and really we're, you know, our lives are in their hands, right? So you gotta, you don't speak work, the language by with and through, you have a terp yeah. Yeah. and you have to work through and you have to solve yeah. those problems together. Yep. So that in turn leads to, since this is an a aerospace aviation kind of podcast and everything that in turn translates to what you're doing right now with supernal you are bringing people together yes to be able to solve a very difficult problem of electric aviation absolutely and it's very very tough and it's a hard thing to do yeah so let's talk about supernal and what they're doing right now right um so yeah so now i'm uh had the opportunity to come over uh about a little over two years ago to uh was now we've our brand of of supernal Mm -hmm. so we are a part of hyundai motor group um, and we are, as uh, I stated in the beginning, we're making fully electric vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. But what really drew me to Supernal uh, and, and Hyundai Motor Group was we're not just, to your point, Spencer, we're not just focused, laser focused on that one thing. Right. right? Wow, this right. came full circle. This is, you, you did, you're good. I right? know what I'm doing, you're man. You're good. You're sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> you're like PSYOPs or something. Um, so, you know, as part of that overall system of advanced air mobility or urban air mobility is not just uh, a world-class aircraft. Right, is the entire ecosystem that does that, and our focus at Supernal and Hyundai Motor Group is on all of that. Right, right. It doesn't mean that we are going to own all of that, but we want to bring that together sure. to make both ends work. Because if we have the, the greatest aircraft in the world, or, or any OEM out there is the greatest aircraft in the world, uh, and uh, super cost effective, you know, obviously you know safety number one. Um, but uh, but there's nowhere to take off and land, or there's no way to fly through the airspace, or to charge it. Or, yeah, exactly, exactly, or to charge it, right? right. I like to see what you did there. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> then then it doesn't work, right? So it's how do we bring that together, and that's part of my role here at Supernal, uh, and that vision that our our uh, the executive chairman of Hyundai Motor Group and our CEO. Uh, Dr. Jaywan Shin has a CEO of Supernal and the whole team here is how do we go build all of that, right? And that's a daunting task and it's going to take time, but, you know, we're we're putting the efforts and the resources behind it to build it all together and and work with partners. So I'm uh, at partnerships. uh, We, even as big as we are, right, uh, as part of, as part of the group, um, we can't do it all alone. Right. Nobody and, can. And nobody can. Right. Nobody can. So that's. And why if you we, think you can, you're destined to fail. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So 
Um, so that's why we're partnering both, you know, with parts of Hyundai Motor Group uh, kind of internally. And then, of course, externally with folks like yourselves at, at, at EP Systems to, to go build this out. Right. So it's, it's some big, big challenges in front of us that we got to work together to solve. Yeah, it was a it was a very proud moment for both of our companies. Yeah, absolutely. To be able to announce our partnership here yeah. at the Farnborough yeah. Air Show this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it was a, really good. It was really cool. It was also kind of a, a kind of a coming out party for um, for Supernal and to the to the mainstream, right? Uh, coming out of out of COVID, right, and being right. back at Farnborough International, which is obviously a, an incredible air show and a, and, a, and a great forum to do it and and let people know like we're 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 here. This is serious and like this is happening, right? It is. Uh, it's gonna take some time, right? But but this is this is happening, and this is part of the future of mobility. Um, and and you know one of the the reasons I you know wanted to be here is you know a very you know few times in your career or your life, right? You have the opportunity to go do something that's just technologically fascinating, right? Be, you know, economically you know forward and progressive, and see like just does something good for people. Back to you know Dea Presley Bear, right? We want to be able eventually to be able to provide this as as, as an affordable option for you know, millions and billions of people around the world. Right? Well, no. and, and I say this all the time on the podcast, we talk about it all the time because it's a very, very important fact that a lot of people don't know. And I'll say it and I'll keep saying it, you know, the, the world population right now is like 7.7 billion people. And only 20% of those people have ever flown on an aircraft because mm. it's so expensive. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, you I, and I, like we fly all the time. Yeah. I'm not rich yeah. by yeah. any means whatsoever, yeah. but I don't know how many times I've flown, yeah. right? Yeah. And if we do something like we're doing right now to be able to bring it to the masses yeah. in a very economical, sustainable, mm -hmm. environmentally conscious way that makes the future better for your two kids, yep. for my two kids, and generations ahead of us, why not do it? Yeah, why not? Why not? That, that's exactly it. Right. And it's, uh, so it's, it's funny you even say, why not? Well, that's just, that's, you really are good. So um, <laughs> uh, the founder of Hyundai Motor Group, mm -hmm. uh, uh, almost, almost at this point, about 80, 80 years ago, right. um, uh, was famous for saying, why can't you do this? Why yeah. not? I, I don't know exactly how it translates into, into Korean. Sorry, but it was essentially like, have you ever tried this? Right. Why not? Right. So that's the mentality that we have at Supernal. Uh, so we have some bold things in front of us, but working with folks like yourselves and others, um, you know, we're, we're game for it, right? I think that's, uh, you say that, and, I, and, and it's interesting. Why one not? Could, one right? could say not for the weak or faint-hearted. Not that's for it. the weak or yeah. faint-hearted, yeah, right? right? <laughs> um, our CEO, Nate Millikim, I, I know that you've talked to him, and, mm -hmm. and he is a very forward-thinking individual. Yeah. You know, it's not immediate gratification. What what can we do that is going to sustain this for future generations, right? So the founder of Hyundai is, why not, mm -hmm. right? Why can't you do that? Mm -hmm. Well, Nate, and one of our core values at our company is, let's make the impossible possible, yeah. right? You think it's impossible. It's not impossible. Mm -hmm. You just have to surround yourself with the correct people, and you can't be afraid of failure right. because you're going to fail. And we've failed, but we have overcome. We've learned from those failures, and we've taken it, and we've taken it the next step further. And that, those steps from all of those different things have brought Supernal and EP Systems together to be able to make this for the masses. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's it. Well said. I've got nothing to add. That's exactly. I mean, I'm yeah. just a dumb grunt, but I can be articulate when I need yeah, to. Yeah, no, that's perfect. <laughs> right. I mean, that's 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 it. Right. It, it's it's going to take that type of 
collaboration and, and partnership and drive and motivation. And, and I think it's, you know, obviously I know, I know Nate fairly well now and, yeah. and, uh, I mean, brilliant guy, the whole team that you guys have, just exceptional folks, right? Surrounded himself with, with incredible folks. Um, like Duffy, I don't know, you know, one of those guys questionable, oh, but, it's um, but, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, we love Mike Duffy. I love Mike Duffy. He yeah, is a great. wonderful he's, individual. He's, he's brilliant. He's he awesome. Is. And he's he just is. a really genuinely good person. He is. Um, but, um, I think it's, I look at that as, um, make the impossible possible. Uh, and have you ever tried this? And you combine those and it's, but it's done with that problem solving approach and that leadership approach and that management approach that gives it, you know, a real path to go do that, right? right? Like, we're not messing around here anymore, right? right. Like, we're, 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 we are going to fail, but we have an objective, right? right? And we know what we want to get to. Uh, and we'll fail on certain things, right? And we'll, we'll figure it out and we'll learn from that and we'll go. But we have a clear sight of what we need to get to, right? Right. Um, and I think people, it gives people something to, to drive towards. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's exciting. It's exciting times. It's exciting times for aviation, for electrification, right? Clearly, that's the, the, the future, um and uh yeah i mean it's it's we got we got some work to do but i i mean i, I couldn't be more excited i couldn't be more proud like you said um, yeah it's 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 a good feeling to be a part of something again yeah you know because military brotherhood yeah. all that kind of yeah. it's yeah. close camaraderie and all that yep. kind of stuff and when i got out i was kind of lost and i did mm -hmm. various construction jobs and whatnot and it's you never felt that unit cohesion mm -hmm. But I feel that now, yeah. especially yeah. within where I work for and the partnerships yeah. that we've done and with you. And it's, it's a big unit cohesion now. To totally. I mean, you guys have an incredible you know, team culture. Um, we, I think we do as well. Yo, um, you I've do. I've been very fortunate yeah. to surround myself with people on my teams that are just, I mean, world class, right? And it, and yeah. it, and it, and it, it, it permeates out in the entire organization. Um, and it's, and like you guys, we're, we're, we're selective with that because that, that mm -hmm. matters. Like the people at the end of the day, right. Technology. Sure. Right. Obviously we're going to build that together. Um, but people matter. Right? Yeah. People matter. Right. Well, Mich you're Mich the, another little, little phrase I learned when I was a, a very young cadet at that, that, that school <laughs> that you don't like. Um, it was <laughs> mission first soldiers always. And you know, who told right. me it, was a, it was one of the best officers I ever met was a finance officer. Uh, I was in finance school who ended up going to like scuba school and ranger school. And he's like, he had 40. a scuba bubble. Yeah. It's a lot. Oh, well, that's was, a hard one a, to get in the army. For, yeah. Um, for uh, third group at one oh, point. Okay. Right? And cool. then, uh, and then he, he had the opportunity to go to ranger school at one point. It's just a complete stud. Right. Yeah. Um, and one of the, you know, one of the finest, you know, people and officers I've ever met. Right. And a great mentor for me still is he's retired now. He's a Colonel. Um, and, uh, it was mission first soldiers always like, don't ever forget that. Right. Do your job. Right. Take care of your people. Doesn't mean it's always gonna be easy. Doesn't mean it's always gonna be super fun. Like you're trying to make that, but like just do your job, take care of your people, right? And, right. and we'll and we'll figure it out, right? And that's that's like just working with you guys already. I've seen that, you know, immensely. Yeah. Normally, I give people like, hey, the last couple minutes, kind of, you know, let's wrap this up and that kind of thing. But uh, I don't think I could say it any better than you just said it. You know, you take care of the people that are are working towards the goal that you have. Yeah. You take care of them, you care about them, yep. and the success you'll have is limitless, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen it firsthand in situations that you probably think are unimaginable, but, you know, you, you build that right team, uh, and you have that mission-oriented focus, but allowing also people to do their job, 
right? Right. Um, and, you know, you can, you can do impossible things. Again, it's not always going to be perfect. Not always going to be easy, but you, you'll get there. There's right? going to be pain. Believe it. I truly believe it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Well, with that, Adam, thank you very much for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. We're going to have you on again next time you're out in Logan. We'll go I'd out and uh, hike around the mountains. I'd love to. Play love some it. hacky sack. Yeah. And if you haven't been to Logan, Utah, shameless plug, Logan, Utah, it's beautiful. <sighs> not quite as beautiful as the great state of New Jersey, right? But um but uh <laughs> no it's absolutely you guys have a great it's a great spot yeah it's a good location yeah, great yeah. spot so if you like this uh podcast and you like what you hear tune in give us a five star of eight can't talk today i've been doing this a lot today give us a five star rating or whatever rating you want to give us comments if you want to hear about something else say that in the comments as well. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, any other platform that you listen to podcasts on. And uh, you can find us at www.epsenergy.com. Or if you want to talk to Adam, you can go to www.supernal, that's S-U-P-E-R-N-A-L dot arrow, E-A-E-R-O. Get in, talk, get in contact with Adam and uh, let's make great things happen. Thank sure. you, Adam. Let's do it. Appreciate it.